Do you know what I mean? It's fine. Whatever is recorded, I'll cut you out. Okay. Okay. So nervous. Hi guys, welcome back to RK Podcast. Today I'm here joined with a special guest. Yeah. Give a round of applause for Anissa, everyone. My name's Anissa. Hi guys. Um, Anissa, okay. Um, Yeah, my name's Anissa. Um, You put me on the spot here. Okay, so we're just here to have a chat. This is our first time meeting, actually. So it's really exciting and we're just, um, we've been kind of like uh, planning to have a discussion for a while. Um, I also have a podcast, so that's how kind of like we connected. Um, if you want to see more of my content, slide over to the 20-something show. I'll put it link below. But also show love to um, the RK podcast and obviously thank you for inviting me on today. So Anytime. yeah, let us know like what we're going to be talking about. So today, guys, we're going to be talking about a um, very, like, special topic, or, like, right. I would say we have a deep topic. Right. Um, today, we're going to be talking about Anissa's story, right. um, uh, about your story of when you were diagnosed with cancer, yeah. and what effects and stuff has it taken on you. Okay. So if we just go straight in with the story time. Okay. Do you want, do you want to, like, how do you want to do it? Do you want to, like just for me to start from the beginning yeah. or okay um okay so i'm like okay my name's anisa i'm 24 and in 2021 um i was diagnosed with cancer and subhanallah it was like quite a shock obviously being so young um and not really being familiar with cancer diagnoses at like my age group it kind of like took me by surprise and obviously took my family by surprise um and since then it's kind of just been like a whirlwind like I don't even know what's real anymore <laughs> like it's been um about like a year and a half now and I've been diagnosed I've been treated I've come out the other end alhamdulillah um but if I take you guys back to the beginning um so it was January 2021 and um I got the diagnosis and I kind of got it at a time where like um, I was waiting to kind of like start medical school. There was a prospect of that and I had finished uni and I wanted to do like postgraduate studies and it just happened when like life was going so perfectly. Like I had all the like superficial, um, I had met all the superficial goals of like education and I had a great family, alhamdulillah. And mm. I just felt blessed and kind of like entitled and not really familiar with kind of like tests. So, um, yeah, so I kind of had to pump the brakes on all things that I had planned for my future. And I was kind of reminded that, um, you know, there's other things important in life like more than just education and success and you know careers and whatnot I kind of had to take a step back it was very humbling and kind of like focus on my health um being young also like you don't really like your health is never questioned like you kind Mm. of just go through life as if every day is given and every other day will just come so being in that position and then having this diagnosis it kind of like humbled me it was like whoa like 
someone pressed pause on life and I just, yeah, I went through um, crazy things, like crazy, um, I was asked crazy things, like if I wanted to have kids, I had to question, you know, if I would survive, all these things that I never expected to question. And I don't know, that kind of does something to like your mental health and like kind of, yeah, it's not something you prepare for and it's not something school prepares you for or like your family can really prepare you for. It's kind of just like, yeah, it's just like a you learn on the job type thing. And um, to be honest, like, alhamdulillah, I'm grateful for what I went through. I know that kind of sounds cliche because it's like, I don't know, <laughs> it's cancer. But to be honest, like, I feel like I'm a better person for it. I feel like my family and my friends and people around me are stronger for it. We are more like, we are wiser for it. So like now we are a bit more cautious and we take care of ourselves, you know, with a closer eye. And being like in a society where like I had access to healthcare and, you know, the NHS, they held me down. Having all of that like available for me really like obviously gave me the blessing of being able to come at the other end all of that obviously in combination with the power of Allah and obviously the khadr of Allah and the grace of Allah is what also you know I owe it all to but you know I also have to kind of like appreciate the fact that you know I'm in a society where like we have access to healthcare yeah and you know it's free and you know we have that privilege and so um, I had to obviously go through chemo, which is such a difficult battle because it's like, um, I don't know. It's kind of like, it's like a invisible, um, it's kind of like an invisible invader. Like you can't yeah. see it, but somehow it's like eating away at you from inside. And it's not something that like, you're just helpless to it. Like, you go through chemo and every kind of session, it slowly chips away at you. So even though you think like, you know, in the beginning I did think, wow, like this isn't too bad. Um, it did by the end, like wipe me out. And mm -hmm. it was just kind of like, I just had to accept that, you know, cause I feel like being young, you kind of fight there. Like, oh, I'm not sick. Like I can do this. Like oh, I'm a firm it. Mm -hmm. But by the end, I kind of like just had to accept the fact that, you know, like I have cancer I felt like I had cancer by the end of chemo and um I just had to accept the fact that I was sick and obviously looking in the mirror you start to not recognize yourself and you kind of have to like lean on your family and your loved ones a bit more which is obviously unfamiliar for me because before this like I never had any health issues mm -hmm. um so all of that kind of just made me feel like vulnerable and helpless and all these things that I honestly wouldn't wish on anyone else. Like I feel like we're all going through life and it's intense as it is. But once you throw in things like mental health and, you know, like sickness and illness and loss and grievances, and once you throw all of that into the already chaotic situation that life is, it's really like, it becomes a thing where sometimes you forget how to cope. Mm -hmm. But alhamdulillah, like, I really had a lot of support. Like, like yeah, like, I, I've made amazing relationships because of it. So that's why I say, like, it's a blessing because, like, if I didn't go through that, I probably wouldn't have met this guy. 
and we probably wouldn't be on this podcast today and like i wouldn't probably be so as grateful as i am for all the blessings that i've had since um yeah but just to like i don't know say a bit more about my journey in particular like i went through chemo after chemo um i had surgery to remove my cancer and then from there i had radiotherapy and it was just a whole year packed with like the most intense cancer treatment alhamdulillah at the end of it i was told like i got the all clear so it did feel so rewarding and just like you know like even more of a blessing because like of course like you get your diagnosis and you kind of question like how much time you have or i can imagine like i mean that's how i felt but i can imagine that being something on someone's mind in the same situation you kind of question like you know like am i strong enough for this like is it going to work so having that news at the end of it just felt like it was all for such a beautiful reason and that i did get a second chance and alhamdulillah you know now i definitely like don't take life lightly in the slightest i'm really really trying to like focus on my self-betterment to improve my health and my lifestyle because like you can't go through something like cancer Mm -hmm. come out the other end and kind of like go back to how you was living before Mm -hmm. like you kind of have to like appreciate it and and live in a more meaningful manner like diet wise lifestyle wise spirituality like all these things like there has to be something that gives so that's what i'm on right now um but yeah that's kind of it i have a few questions for you okay go on sounds so weird (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay so how did your family react when you found out you had cancer? Right. So, okay. So just to paint you like a little brief picture. So like I have quite a few siblings and I'm not the oldest, but I'm the oldest girl. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like there's kind of like a sense of responsibility that still falls on me, even though I'm not the oldest. And um, when I kind of like found the like the lump and the, the mass, it was at a time where my parents went away on their like retirement holiday. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, obviously, my mom's gonna be listening to this. I'm not trying to say she's a pensioner or anything like that, but <laughs> you know, like they raised us, they did yeah. a great job, and you know, we just thought like we'll send them away to Somalia, let them like kind of relax and just like give them their lives back. So obviously, there was no parents at home. It was just me and my siblings, and I kind of like in the shock of it all. I wanted to protect my siblings from it. Yeah. So I didn't initially tell them, like, oh, guys, like, you know, I actually found a lump. Like, I kept it to myself and I went to the appointment by myself until, like, there's... Until there was nothing else I could do. Like, until I literally, like, was about to get told, like, you have cancer. I kind of, like, kept it to myself and protected my siblings. So when I did tell them, the reaction was kind of like, like, we would have been there for you, like... Why didn't you share it with us? Like, they were just kind of like shocked, really emotional. Like, I don't know, I don't know what would, subhanAllah, like how I would react if it was the other way around, but like, it was just unbelievable. Like, and then I told like my cousins and my aunties, and it was just, it's just not something like, even to this day, like, I have days where I forget all about it. Like, I don't feel like, you know, I have that money, like, reminders, like, I don't go to the hospital as much these days, so I forget sometimes that, like, I've had cancer. Yeah. 
So for them to see, like, for them to even believe it, like, it was just kind of like, we can't put two and two, like, we can't put Anissa and Cancer in the same, yeah, same sentence. Because yeah. you don't see the person as, like, being different. Like, so it's just something that's really hard to accept. And my parents being, like, not in the country at the time was even more difficult for them to kind of, like, come to terms with. And obviously I wasn't there with them to share the news in person. So I know it was really difficult for them to kind of, like, hear that. Yeah. And not be there for me. Um, so, yeah, it was really intense. Um, the next question is, were you scared? <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, to be honest, alhamdulillah, because I can laugh about, like, it's not something funny, but it's just, like, I was really scared. And I, I'm just, like, I'm so glad that it's behind me. So, like... It's just, like, unbelievable. But, yeah, I was really scared and really, like, just... I don't know, like, cancer is such a scary thing in the media. Like, I don't really know much about it, but what, like, what I did know was that it wasn't good. Yeah. And I had family members that went through cancer not too long before I was, like, diagnosed. And they passed away. So I just didn't feel like... I didn't feel like my odds were great. Mm. Yeah, that's just it, yeah. The next question is, um, did you feel like you got the support you needed? Yeah. You know, like, just literally, like, as we were driving here, I was saying, like, you learn that, something I learned, like, more recently, like, is you find support in the places you least expect. Yeah. Like... I, when I was diagnosed, kind of didn't expect the people that was loving on me and supporting on me and uplifting me to be, of course, they're my family, but, like, you kind of, like, you just don't... I just feel like they really showed me, like, how important I was to them and how yeah. important, like, our relationship was. Um, and just, yeah, like, even people I don't know, like, obviously, you supported me and always like uplifted me and nothing but obviously kindness and it's like we didn't like you didn't owe that to me like mm -hmm. even in the hospital i would meet amazing people that like even though like they don't know me they don't owe it to me was just kind not expecting anything in return so like yeah yeah like support has been like just an outpouring like yeah like i, I don't know like it's just yeah it's been amazing and beautiful to be honest yeah um. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Is it battery? It's fully charged. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Well, like no session is is right without one little one fuck up. I don't know why the hell that comes. Um, the question was, how has cancer, uh, cancer, <laughs> how has cancer changed you as a person? Um, I feel like cancer, like it's been really like humbling. Mm -hmm. Um, you kind of like. I don't know. It kind of, like, makes you appreciate 
um, what people in worse positions are going through. So, like, even though I was going through, like, a hard time, it just made me feel like, you know, there's actually people that have it worse off. Alhamdulillah, like, I have access to healthcare. And, you know, like, alhamdulillah, I have family around to support me. Like, I could be in a worse position. So it's very, like, it makes you appreciative. Um, it made me feel like I owe it to myself to be better. So mm -hmm. I feel like it's made me, like, a bit more self-aware. Um, it's made me, like, a bit more compassionate. So now, like, I do feel like before, like, you hear someone's going through something and you hear, like, oh, someone might be sick. Now, like, I think about, okay, not only them, but, like, their family. Like, I, it just makes you a bit more compassionate and yeah. a bit more, yeah, aware. How did this affect your mental health? Um, you know, like, I feel like I went through, like, a phase of denial. Mm -hmm. um, because, I say that because, like, initially, like, when I was diagnosed, um, I still looked like myself. I still felt like myself. Of course, like, I had cancer, but, you know, chemo isn't something where, like, you take it once and immediately, like, you're bedridden. Yeah. So there's that kind of misconception there. And I, like, kind of believed that, like, oh, chemo is going to be, like, right off the bat. It's going to tear me apart. So I kind of, like, in my mind, I was in denial because although I was going through chemo, I still was like, oh, but I'm still myself. Like, I can still do this. I was almost trying to, like, prove to myself, like, how much I could keep up with my normal yeah. life. Like, I was still, like, trying to keep up with, like, so like social, um, like, aspects like my friends. Like, I was just trying to, like, prove a point. Until, like, it comes to a point where, like, I'm, it's taken a lot out of me to try and lie to myself that I'm still that me. Yeah. When I'm not. 100%. Like, I'm not that me. So I kind of had to accept that. And um, it's really difficult. Like, it challenged my mental health. And I was in a really, like, unfamiliar place because it's a thing where, like, um, I'm, like, I feel like at, at one point, like, me and my friends and my family and everyone was kind of like at this point and on a forward trajectory in life yeah yeah and then i felt like everyone was still moving forward and i was still just here heading back yeah and then it just felt like so like nerve-wracking and just so like frustrating to see to feel stuck and see everyone else like life just is going on uninterrupted yeah um, but that's also something like this journey has taught me because it's like it's seemingly uninterrupted. Like yeah, you don't yeah, actually yeah. know what people are going through. Not everyone has like their hardships labeled on their forehead. <laughs> so it was kind of like you have to take it with a grain of salt. But obviously you can't really. Like, that's how I felt at the time. I'd be, I'm going to be real about it. Like it was it was really crap. And mm. to be honest, like it's, you know, sometimes mental health like um you only recognise after the fact yeah. that you've gone through something low. Do you know what I mean? So, like, when... So, like, in the beginning of my journey, when my team were offering me, like, mental help and, like, psychiatric help, I kind of brushed it off, like, oh, like, I why would I need that? Like, yeah. I'm fine. But, to be honest, like, I'm going to be real, like, yeah, you're going to need... Like, I feel like everyone at some point needs to accept that you know, these challenges, these mental health things are stuff that we're not prepared to just kind yeah. of, like, heal ourselves. So seeking professional help, like, really helped me. And even to this day, like, I'm still in touch with, like, my psychiatrist. And just to, even though, like, 
I'm past it. There's also like just the aftermath of it yeah. that I'm not quite there yet with. So I feel like if it wasn't for that help being offered to me, like I might have dealt with it in the wrong way or maybe just kind of suppressed it. Whereas now, like I feel like I was really helped to kind of deal with it head on. And alhamdulillah, like yeah, these are things that like, I'm so grateful to be like to have had access to. Yeah. yeah. Um. This is the final question. Okay. If you could give one advice to someone who is currently going through the similar situation <coughs> or another illness, what would you give? Um, okay. You know, like, <laughs> I, oh, okay. Uh, okay, so I'm by no means like a spokesperson yeah. for obviously people going through a similar thing, but I can relate. So on that note, like, I'm always going to just like offer my own support mm -hmm. because I would love to like, be there for someone going through it because I didn't feel like I really had representation or like young people or just anyone that understood exactly what I was going through yeah. like and that was there for me like obviously you have your family and your friends and but if they haven't gone through exactly what you're going through their advice sometimes feels like but like what do you know about it like yeah you can't like you don't know how I feel or, so like I'm really like blessed that even when I spoke about it on my own platform, like I had a lot of people reaching out to me and I felt like so much, like so much like ha happiness from yeah. being able to just like, you know, relate to them. Like, oh, you know, actually I I had that symptom or like, you know, yeah, yeah. don't, yeah, this is, this is purely just because of that medication. Like, you know, just to ease their mind on things and make them feel like, you know, you don't have to overthink about it. So obviously, like, I want to say that my DMs are always open. Like, my, obviously, you can find me on Instagram, Anissa LDN. Come chat to me. Like, I want to be able to, like, just help people through it because like, I feel like I didn't have direct access to that. Yeah. Um, I would say podcasts. Yeah. Like, when I was going through cancer, um, it's only after, like, I went through the the thick of it that I found like a podcast that I really like just felt was amazing like, I, it just made me feel like oh, what if I had this sooner mm -hmm. and it was um it's called and then there was cancer um and it's on Spotify and I listened to that and it was I just binge listened because yeah. it was like oh like I wish I knew this like oh this makes sense or like I wish I had this information so I would say podcasts and I would say um I would say YouTube like Particularly for me being like a young black woman, um, when I would go online and just like research like, okay, like how did people respond to this medication that are like me or like how did, you know, you kind of want to see yeah. representation. Um, I didn't see that. So I would say like try find on YouTube like a represent like representation that works for you and just try to like um, maybe reach out to them or. I don't know, and obviously, like, prayer, or, like, yeah. it's overlooked, but subhanAllah, like, obviously everything I believe, honestly, is written for us, so I just feel like, yeah, reaching out to Allah and just praying, and I'm praying on it, it's just such a huge thing as well, yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, but I want to ask you, though, to be honest, Yeah. because, like, I get asked a lot, like, what was it like to go through cancer, but, like, I can't ever speak about, like, you know how you asked me, like, how did my family react? Yeah. Like, I can only say it from my lens, but obviously you being someone that is like yeah. a family member of somebody, mm -hmm. tell it from, like, your perspective, like, how was it like to witness someone you love mm -hmm.
going through that and what is it like how does that impact you yeah so obviously my mum obviously she's got um she had all her her parents and her siblings and everyone by her side but obviously throughout the years she lost one by one like they were all slowly passing away and this was her like last brother that was alive Mm. um i believe he was diagnosed back in 2017 2018 one of those times and I never really knew about it until the end of 2018. Mm. And obviously, this uncle, I, I was really close to him. He was obviously there, a big part of my life and stuff. And because him being that, my mum's like last brother that was alive, it really like, it stuck with me. And mm. it was like that fear, okay, my mum had, obviously, if I had ever lost my brother, like, how would I be? Mm. And I think growing up, it was like, we were always trying our best. And obviously, he lived up north. So it was like, we were travelling constantly back in summer holidays, or they'll travel down. Mm. And... Obviously, his his uh, oldest son is, like, a year younger than me, and I was really close to him. And for me, it was just, like, you know, it was, like, going on a journey because I looked at my uncle as my father as well. Mm. Obviously, because him being around us quite a lot and often and stuff, and because I never was... I never had the opportunity to meet any of my other uncles or my grandparents from my mum's side. So, for me, it was just, like, holding back. Obviously, I met my mum's uh, dad, my granddad, but obviously, he passed away, I believe, in 2017. Mm. Um, he had a lung collapse. And for me, it just woke me up. And I think death is kind of, it's, it's scary, but sometimes it's, you can't explain it in certain things. Yeah. Obviously, it's just, it puts a, like, a fear in you. And I think for me, after my granddad passing away, I was like, okay. And then my mum kind of put all her, like, everything towards her, her brother. And it was mm. like, because it's the younger brother as well, she was like, you know, I want to be there for him, support him. And as his nephews and his sib- other siblings and stuff, it was just like, okay, you know, we're all going to be here to support you with it. And I think with him, he was, he, for me, he inspired me a lot because I said this a few times on the podcast before, but mm. a few years ago, we used to sit down and watch <laughs> like Ace Family and stuff. Mm. And he used to always say to me, and like Chunks and all that. And he used, mm. to, used to say to me like, oh, like to me, he used to be like, oh, I think you should go on YouTube. You've got that personality. And I think for me, it was like, I always used to say to him like, no, like I would never do that and yeah. stuff. And who knew like in a few years time, I'd actually do what he wanted me to do. Mm. And Alhamdulillah, I'm so blessed, like, that someone saw a vision in me. Yeah. But from seeing him on being ill and stuff, and as his family to witness it, it was was hard because watching someone go through so much pain, and with my uncle, he was like that type of person, he wants to do things on his own, Mm. doesn't really, he's that type of person, he didn't want help. Yeah. When he he deep down knew he needed the help. Yeah. And for us, as, for me being young as well, I didn't really know much about cancer. I didn't really know much about what effects it had. Mm. and for me it was just I was just there to support his his kids his wife my mum and also myself I feel like all my family around me as well it was just we had to support each other yeah and just guide each other and just keep each other in our doors and stuff and just yeah just constantly pray and I think for me it was growing but also learning that slowly slowly it's getting worse and his health was deteriorating Mm. and I think now I think when one was it obviously he he was that one day obviously we were I was at school when I found out and um it was literally a day the same day before he passed away and I was in school I was like in my lesson and my mom had rang me and she said me like oh like when time are you finishing and stuff and I was like oh like I'm finishing in about two three hours like why and she was like oh well you're gonna have to finish sooner like I'm gonna have to pick you up now and stuff and I was like why like what's up and she goes I'll tell you when you get home and then 
like I think when I was in lesson, she rang me and then she said like I'm gonna be outside like as soon as school finishes, like, get out quickly. So then I, I went, I left school and I was walking out and walking to the car and then she's she was walking towards me and I was like a bit like oh, like, what are you doing here? Like you said let's go mm. and stuff like what's happening? She was like I need to speak to your head teacher and stuff and I was like why? And then she was just constantly saying to me like just just one sec I'm just meet to him. And then she went up to him and she was like just to let she was like oh I just need to speak to you about um like my son's absence and stuff and she I was like absence I'm like here. And she was like, no. Um, he was like, what, what do you mean? And stuff. She was like, oh, basically, his uncle, my brother, he's not well. And I need to go up to north. And I don't think I'll be down mm. for a while. So I'm, Abdus will be coming along with me as well. So the doc- my um, no doctor, head teacher was just like, okay, just let make sure you just ring in and stuff. Then we got in the car and obviously my auntie had rang. We spoke to my uncle. Like he was he was asleep, but he was like still awake. Like He was acknowledging all of us and stuff. Mm. And then we got home, and then my sister came home as well. And we were just like, mum was like, to us basically, long story short, he had a blood clot. And she was like, he's, the doctors have said that he's, he's getting really bad now. So I was like, okay, like, <clears throat> like what are we doing then? So my mum's like, oh, we're going to be like traveling up to north. So just get ready and everything. So we all start packing and stuff. And like, we weren't thinking the worst. We were just thinking, okay, do you know what? He's been home so many times, you know, only that, yeah. what, three days before I was there. Mm. And it was literally like, I was uh, with him and stuff. We I stayed up north, and even like a few days before that, it was it was my birthday. So I was like, he rang me and stuff. So it was like, you know, he's he's come home quite a while now, and mm. he's gone back and forth. So we were just like, it wasn't we weren't thinking of the worst. Yeah. And I think when it all what happened was is obviously then I was me and my sister were packing and stuff, and then my mum's just on the phone, and then you just hear her screaming, and then she was oh. just <laughs> um yeah it gives just, you chills yeah she was just screaming and. She just kept like trying to say like, like what's happening, what's happening, obviously in our own language, and she was just saying like what's happening and stuff. And then I ran out, and my mom's like, as soon as I walked in, she's like her on the floor, and she's like, all of us are like, get ready now, like quickly and stuff. And then we got ready, walking, and then we found out while we were leaving that they're reviving, they're trying to revive him. And for me, it was like, oh, and I, obviously for me. As still being young, I really didn't know much about anything of this. Mm. And then it was only until, like, I spoke to his daughter and she was crying and she was like, oh, like, when, when are you guys coming and stuff? And I was like, oh, we're going to be coming now. Cut off the call with her. We've got into the car. We've just left. Just about to, like, fuel up. And literally, I, I had a phone call from his, like, I rang his son and I told him, like, oh, what's happening and stuff? And he just told me, they broke the news. He said, like, my dad's passed away. And I just remember, like, my mum hearing it on loud. Like, and she just started crying and then it was just that kind of like emotional part of all of us lot and the, the burden of my mum's now alone in that sense although we've, she's got it, all of us like and her obviously like, her step family and stuff for me for us it was like the fact of she's lost that the yeah. one person close to her yeah. and the fact that she's lost every single other person in the her family connection almost, yeah. yeah and yeah. for me it was just like okay I have to be strong to help support my mum. Yeah. But then I felt like for all of my siblings as well and all my cousins and all of us, we were very weak in that sense because we weren't even able to help each other.